Good evening, this is Fake News Network. I'm Brooke Armstrong. And I'm Ken Berselli. Here are your top stories this news hour. We take you to the belly of Zimbabwe, where one of the world's rarest and most prized animal species is about to go belly up. And Donald Trump's antics light a fire under the butts of Canadian lumberjacks. And after years of pursuit, the moron that started the duck face selfie phenomenon is finally apprehended and charged by Interpol. We're also taking you to Canada's largest city, Toronto, seemingly one of the prime contributors to the giant cornucopia of junk for that country, in addition to its politics. We take you there now with our top story. Earlier last week, Torontonians were alarmed to see a 23-year-old woman calmly sitting at the end of a construction crane, a scary 12 stories above a construction site. It took firefighters hours to rescue her off the swingy thing. When they did, she was promptly arrested and shipped off to the slammer. Marissa Lazo is now facing six charges of mischief. And FNN, like everyone else, is deeply confused about why she did something so weird like that. Because FNN digs deep, we've sent our most dedicated reporter, Jenna Ferguson, to Toronto to try to get into Lazo's head. She joins us live now. Jenna, what can you... Why? Why in the hell am I dangling off the end of this crane? I thought I was just supposed to be interviewing that crazy woman. Oh. So, as I was saying, what can... There's a huge crowd in the street way below. They're just looking at me. Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. And I have to... I'm gonna die up here. Oh, not that high up. Oh, 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 thank goodness, hope is here. Okay, well, Jenna, it looks like you're going to be just fine. So, can you give us some insight into what Marissa Lazo might have been thinking? Jenna? I think she might be in shock. Was that a car accident we just heard? Oh my god, they're not even paying attention to me. I'm gonna die up here. Oh, I hate you. I hate you all. Well, well not you, Ken. But Brooke, I fucking hate you. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. A pigeon just landed next to me. Well, that's just fucking... Okay, let's break away from that story. What a spaz. What is it with you two? The golden rule applies to all animals, including giving water to a thirsty, panting pig on her way to slaughter. And that was Anita Kranz... That was the Toronto woman, an animal rights activist, who was arrested and charged in the summer of 2015 for giving pigs on death row some water from... Uh, a water bottle. Uh, she was arrested and charged with mischief, but a judge has now ruled in her favor on Thursday, saying she did nothing to break the law and that she also did not interfere with the slaughter of those poor, poor, tasty bacons. And in older news, an incredible story emerges after one of Toronto's public transit workers saved a distressed young man from taking his own life. J.P. Adderd, a fare collector for the transit subway system, noticed a man walking off the platform and into the tracks and quickly asked a custodian to cut the power to the rail. But the remarkable display of compassion that followed has the entire nation cheering for Adderd. He went to the man and held him close, reassuring him that everything would be okay in his life. In an interview with City TV's Breakfast Television, Adder describes that moment. I said to him, are you having a bad day? He says, yeah. He goes, I want to hurt myself. I said, are you having girlfriend problems? 
He says, yeah. I says, you know what? Nobody's worth dying for. I says, can I give you a hug? Now, maybe some people are worth dying. Hold on just one second. Every day, we here at FNN want to hang ourselves, but nobody cares about us. It was not long ago that FNN reported that the failure that is Hillary Clinton had quite literally fallen off the face of the planet, but somehow she is back, still hissing and spitting at the astonishing death blow delivered to her existence by President Donald Trump. So here she is, still trying to grab at straws to justify her loss to... Who? I was on the way to winning until the combination of Jim Comey's letter on October 28th and Russian WikiLeaks raised doubts in the minds of people who were inclined to vote for me but got scared off. Ugh, why won't you just go away already? Moving on, U.S. President Donald Trump has the Canadian softwood lumber industry hanging on a limb, threatening huge, huge tariffs on those products entering the U.S. FNN's Stan Calloway has the story. U.S. President Donald Trump fires another salvo at the country's most valuable trade partner. He once again is reasserting his position that the North American Free Trade Agreement is putting lumber producers at a disadvantage by allowing Canada's allegedly subsidized competitors to dump product into our market at artificially low prices. When Trump was asked by some reporter whether he was afraid of setting off a trade war with Canada, he once again made no sense whatsoever. They have a tremendous surplus with the United States. That's right. Canada does have a tremendous surplus of wood for the United States. And we all know that our northern neighbor's prime minister, Justin Trudeau, the self-proclaimed global savior of sex and sexuality, definitely thinks very highly of his own wood. Back to the newsroom. And that is Stan Calloway reporting from Argentina. It was just over two years ago. Families in California were rocked by the tragic slayings of their loved ones by a crazed extremist who'd pledged allegiance to the Islamic State terrorist movement. And now, after filing a class action lawsuit against Google, Twitter, and Facebook for allegedly facilitating the distribution of ISIL's corrupt ideology, some of the San Bernardino families are genuinely pissed off that they've been seriously upstaged by a far bigger and shinier lawsuit. Yes, Seymour Veritas of Jacksonville, Florida, is suing the entire internet for a bajillion dollars for every damn thing that's wrong with society today. And if the lawsuit succeeds in court, we here at FNN are probably in really, really deep doo-doo. And this just in, we have faking news from Indonesia where, for the first time in the history of the multiverse, biologists are now confirming that just like the old adage, we really are what we eat. The discovery comes after a Singaporean tourist lost a chunk of his leg on Wednesday while trying to get up close and personal for an obligatory selfie with a wild Komodo dragon, which, by the way, is the world's largest venomous lizard. After claiming its pound of flesh, the animal is now permanently a stupid, stupid idiot. Speaking of animals, Interpol has tracked down and apprehended the despicable individual who started the whole duck face selfie trend. Now a single 43-year-old MILF, Angelica Ortiz, will be brought to The Hague, facing charges of crimes against humanity. Uh, correction, we are learning that she's been summarily convicted on more than 100 million of those charges 
But instead of imprisonment, the judge has decided she be cryogenically preserved until scientists crack the mystery of immortality so that she can serve an eternal life sentence. For her mugshot, Ortiz made a dog face. And for parents concerned that their teenagers might be using social media on their phones to engage in, how do we say it, lewd, sexually charged interaction with other pubeless kids, a Danish company has invented a revolutionary parental intervention tool. Yipo Technologies, developer of the app called Gallery Guardian, says the software is able to flag explicit images either sent, received, or even saved by their child and send an alert to parents who actually pay attention to their children. FNN's Edward Boyd is speaking with a test subject parent who's trying out the app. Ed. Brooke, I'm here with Henrik von Husenhauer, who is astounded by just how much filtering of his daughter's private life has happened. I'm not sure that sentence made sense. Henrik, you caught some very explicit images being sent out by your girl. Would you say you're pleased with the results this app promises to deliver? Uh, Very pleased indeed. I never realized just how hot Anna truly is. Okay, we're breaking away from this grossness. I think I'm going to be sick. Brooke, it's okay. Just breathe. Okay, so the mega giant pornography site Pornhub has something interesting in store for Mother's Day shoppers. They want to give your mommy porn for her special day. Oh my god. <coughs> I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> now we take you to FNN's Buck U, taking the reins of the entertainment section. Buck, what's entertaining you at the moment? Well, Brooke, let's start with our first story. We have no idea what the hell he was saying, but what we do know, Osama Bin Laden's words did not stop an American bullet blowing out the back of his head. The man who pulled the trigger, U.S. Navy SEAL Robert J. O'Neill, wants to break into the entertainment business as an advisor. Little does O'Neill realize why he may have killed who was one perceived as the world's most dangerous villain. Hollywood is the cesspool of the world's worst societal detractors and butt wipes. Zimbabwe, in dire financial straits, turns to a controversial ploy to shore up its books. The African country, running severe deficits for a number of years now, is selling big game hunters rights to shoot its endangered elephants prized for the really dumb ivory trade in Asia. Folks, this is a dire situation for this animal species, and that's why it's only fitting that FNN has its foreign correspondent, Francis Mariner, on the ground in that country to cover this sad, sad story. Francis, we're all here with you right now. Thank you. Ken, this situation is very dire indeed. And aside from the incredible people who champion the preservation of this particular species, only found here in this tropical climate, very few people from our side of the world know that this creature is on the verge of extinction tomorrow. In fact, I'm with a group of paying big game hunters, which include the son of a prominent president. Right now, they're trying to track down the country's last remaining bull elephant, estimated to be worth more than a million dollars on its tusks. Francis, that seems like a measly sum, considering just how large of an ecological loss its death might represent. It would be catastrophic, Ken. I couldn't agree with you more on that. Okay, Francis. Well, many of us are fuzzy on our end about what takes place during a hunt like this. Can you tell us what these people are doing right now? Well, the team has stalked the animal to what looks like the bull's most recent location. 
There's a local tracker here helping them out all of that. We've got two Land Rover trucks, about 13 and a half people, not including me and our camera operator, and one really big-ass 50 caliber bullet M82 sniper rifle, the max value of one shot, one kill. Not to mention, it's hot and humid, like you would not believe. A moment. Oh, we hear a rustle. Oh. I can see that majestic animal in the thick of the blush. Oh, it's a miss, thank God. But, but wait, the bull wasn't scared off. It's, it's looking at us. Oh, f the bull's charging us. Start the, start the truck, start the truck. The bull, damn it. Give me that f***ing gun, bloody useless blink. He's dead. The bloody bastard is dead. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like Ahab if it screwed the well. I felt magnificent. Was he really the last one? Bugger. What is this there we can kill? Someone get me a saw. I heard the tusks from an aphrodisiac. I fancy it could snort. This just in, the last male elephant in Zimbabwe has been killed. The species is now on the extinction list. And we covered it live. You heard it here first. Great reporting by Francis Brooke, but for the life of me, I couldn't understand a damn word he was saying. Yeah, no, neither could I. Might be nice if he spoke English. That's all for tonight. Thanks for joining us. Hope Jenna is finally dead. I'm Brooke Armstrong. And I'm Ken Berselli. And wait, what? What?